0: Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker.
1: It is Chalk Talk. He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Brought to you by Owl's Nest Barbecue and Steve Ray's Midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct. And they've got the butcher's barbecue rub, and Chris Landry, all the way down in
0: Louisiana, says, "Keep your Cajun. I got the rub from Steve. It's beautiful." It is beautiful. The steak and brisket rub, the honey rub. I've got the um, the uh, savory pecan and the grilling addiction, and I kind of mix them up. I don't mix them too much together. I haven't done that yet, but I will. You know, different. I put it on vegetables. Put it on the, all the meats. It is outstanding uh so i am just uh having a uh having a, a great time with that uh, thanks steve for sending it to me it's the butcher barbecue yeah it was great i didn't do the barbecue this weekend dave because it was busy with the travel. <laughs> i had to eat leftovers He <laughs> grabbed what i could but um i'm ready to get after it again in fact maybe even tonight <laughs> well i tell you what
1: the owls were saying who who for the first guy I want to ask you about from Al's Nest Barbecue, and uh, that is a young man, a lot of people didn't know his name, went to Chattanooga after going to Farragut, and then ended up being a first-round pick, and ESPN was so surprised they didn't have any video ready of him. So I'm curious what you think of Cole Strange by the Patriots in the first round.
0: Well, I was uh, surprised he went as high as they did and surprised even knowing uh, Bill Belichick as well as I do. But probably not as surprised as maybe the folks at ESPN. I thought he would uh, go maybe in the second round, maybe slip in the top of the third. Thrilled for the young man to go 29th overall um uh, you know Cole but uh, for folks that don't know him and I know a lot a lot of the people in our viewing and listening audience will know him but he's a 24 year old kid he's going to be 24 in July uh he is a you uh, know a high school tight end and a linebacker and you know he really grew and developed and he transitioned as a lot of those guys as he started to develop their body uh really good athlete for his size um he tested off the charts and all the athletic testing that we did pre-draft. Um, he is a guy that could have played at a Tennessee at any SEC school. And he just, you know, he started off like a lot of those, a little bit of a late bloomer, uh, footwork, leverage technique, love ex- his explosiveness off the snap. We, we like light feet as scouts. And, you know, he's a really, uh, a treat to watch. I wrote this on landryfootball.com. Watching him in space is a lot of fun if you like offensive line play. Um, a little bit more of a finesse type of guy athletically, but he's a tough guy. He's a smart guy, and I think he's going to get stronger and stronger. There's a kid that's with the Colts right now, Danny Pinner, who is a fifth rounder, and he's become a really good player for the Colts. He reminds me a lot of him, kind of the same profile. Um, so look, a lot of people will say, uh, and I know there was a lot there. I think the Rams were caught on, uh, on tape saying, oh, cause they didn't have a pick the entire first couple of days. And they're thinking we thought we could maybe get him a third or fourth round. And that kind of apologized. Cause it kind of went public, but bottom line is we'll see how good he is down the road and how good of a pick as all these draft picks will be determined, as I'm not a big believer in early draft grades because that'll be determined over time. But this young man is definitely a make-it guy, and he went higher than he expected, so congrats to him. Chris, for those that don't know, um, at LandryFootball.com
1: has uh, coached with him for Bill Belichick, and uh, I want to ask you more about that in, in reference to Cole. Uh, first, I do want to tell people, uh, midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct there in Ottawa. I went in to get tires for my son's Jeep over the weekend and quick, affordable, couldn't be happier. Steve Ray's Midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct is right there in Ottawa. So, Chris, as far as Bill Belichick and the decision making process, how does that work? I mean, I'm assuming, yeah, you would think definitely at this point, it's totally his call. But would this pick have been more difficult for a coach that didn't have a pocket full of Super Bowl
0: rings? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, it's one of those things, in fact, you're even noticing it. People are saying, wow, but it's Bill Belichick. And, and look, I, I know Bill's a friend, but he's earned that credibility. You know, it's also, too, is how he's done it. I remember when he took Logan Mankins out of Fresno State. And I like Logan. And they didn't take him on the first round. That's the difference. Guy became a, you know, perennial pro bowler. Um, I think the the issue is just trying to figure out could they have got him a little bit later. Now, we'll say this. Though, you'll hear people say things. Well, I could have got him in the third or fourth round. No, no, sir. No, sir, no, ma'am. He would have been gone. I think if you were picking mid to late third round, you wouldn't have had a chance to get call. I think that you probably, you know, Maybe even in the second, late second, he might have gone. So you might say that okay, it's a little bit higher, and maybe there were some other players on the board you think they might have ranked. That's because people are familiar with the draft based on the names that they hear and read in mock drafts. And Coles is is not a name; is not one that you heard associated. It does not mean that it was a bad pick or a questionable pick. That'll be determined over time as. Many of the picks will be judged down the road, and some that are looked like great today won't be down the road and vice versa. So I was a little surprised, but Bill has probably the smallest draft board. Uh, he, He works with about 75 players that he likes and he targets and he doesn't care what anybody else thinks or says. And the way he does it, he has a very strong a uh, method of critical factors for each position and everybody in that organization is looking for that type of a guy. So as I say, it could be a guy that could be a great player that may be an all pro player for someone else, but if he doesn't fit the style of a guard or a linebacker or whatever that he wants, that's he's not going to be on their board or high on their board. This young man obviously found himself higher on their board than anyone else's, certainly. He did, and it means about $7 million
1: more million compared to where a lot of people had him projected, and that, that's that got to be pretty nice. Uh, do, do coaches pay attention to things like the contract stipulations, especially with quarterbacks and where they're picked, or are they kind of allowed
0: to do their own thing, or does it depend on teams? Well, the, the coaches are very involved in draft processes, right? How much it depends on the team, you know, who has the final say, who has the biggest stroke in the room. I mean, I, I'll tell you that, um, there's some guys, you know, in, in my experience, well, in the case of Bill the coaches have a little bit more involvement. He's a coach and, and he's, the guys have a lot of say so, but you know, I know when I was with, uh, with the, the Titans and the Oilers, we as scouts had more say-so. and and But we would listen to certain – like, certain coaches were not only worked harder at evaluating players, but were better at it. And some other guys weren't. Like, for example, we had an offensive line coach, Mike Munchak, who was very good, and he worked very hard. And so if he saw something different in an offensive lineman than I did – then I, I really went back and I looked, took it to heart, went back, looked at it again. And, and you know, I'm not that didn't necessarily change it, but I, but I really, but if there was a, and I won't mention his name, actually a guy that was once a University of Tennessee assistant, but he was in the NFL forever. And, and I loved him. But, you know, he'd say, hey, go, and I was almost almost said his name, almost said his first name. Hey, go look at this guy. See what you think. And he'd come back 15 minutes later, Dave, with an idea. Well, I knew what he was doing. He was calling his buddy with the Vikings or the Bears or whatever. And I knew he wasn't. So, I mean, I didn't give a flip or, you know, about that guy's opinion because I know he didn't do the work. So, I think it depends. But, you know, he had some good qualities as a coach. Um you have that in every organization is a little different and and who they rely on you know more or less it just really depends on who they are from a coaching and scouting tip. real quick on the on your scouts too you you see this a lot you see certain teams you know may pick a little bit more from certain schools or whatever and in and a lot of it has to do with the area scout and the regional scout so somebody that has that area They have may have a little bit more stroke in that room. Maybe there's a little more experience there and maybe there's the grades may be a little higher, you know, and and so I think that's really important to understand in your draft room. Like we had a guy that was always a high grader and we had a guy that was a low grader. So basically, we knew that if a guy gave a 5'9 grade, I mean, that sometimes that was that was real. And another guy would give maybe the same guy a 6'4 grade. That's too, that's too completely like, like looking at two different players because one guy was consistently a high grader. One guy was consistently a low grader as a scout. You kind of learn to mesh that in a little bit and kind of say, okay, this is kind of about what the guy is based upon their personalities of how they graded players.
1: It is Chalk Talk. He's Chris Landry. Go to LandryFootball.com to learn more about your favorite team, NFL or college. You'll get the insight that scouts and coaches get in the guillot right here on Chalk Talk brought to you by Al's Nest Barbecue and Steve Ray's Midnight Oil Service and Tire Direct. Chris, if you can, Hold up that rub one more time. The oh, we got.
0: Barbecue. I, I, I need. I need two, and we got. I got the two hands. I, I really can't do it because I'm. They're about half done. I'll. I'll do it. I'll do the double dip of two hands, and we've got. I've got the. I've got all four. I mean, I look. Let me tell you something. It takes an entire team. You know, entire. Uh, uh, you know, talent. To make an entire team, you need multiple players in football. You need multiple rubs to be successful in the outdoor kitchen, and I've I've mastered that thanks to the great folks at Isles Ness. That's very nice.
1: He's Chris Landry. I'm Dave Hooker. Chalk Talk. Talk to you next week right here. Be sure and like and follow this page right here so you can see our updates week to week, and we'll talk to you next week with the insight of a college coach, coach and an NFL scout at LandryFootball.com. Chalk Talk.